Hi, Filmatics. Thanks for tuning in today. We have a very special guest, Larry Degala, who is an award-winning producer, creative, known for the series Vampire Games, the dark fantasy Ellenheim. Oh, I hope I said Elvin. that right. Elvenheim and the sci-fi love story, All My Shades of Blue. Larry's transmedia can be seen at Tapas Media and Neighbor Webtoon. Larry, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Marilyn. I really appreciate uh, coming on the show. Uh, I've listened to uh, several of your podcasts and I do love it. I'm an addict now. Oh, great, great. So Larry, um, what is your favorite movie? Uh, I have several favorite ones, but there is one that comes to mind. Not a lot of people have heard of it. Uh, it's by director Yoji Yamada. Uh, he's from Japan, and the title is uh, Twilight Samurai. Uh, you can look that up on Wikipedia. I started an entry a long time ago, and uh, you know I thought it was going to be a kind of a, a slow burn of a TV soap opera, but it turned out I. It, was really intense. I, I emotionally got invested into it, and it's it's a great psychological psychological drama. I highly recommend it. Oh, it sounds amazing! So that's Twilight Samurai. I love that. I even have my own little samurai story on uh, my podcast, Enchanting Book Reading. So I'm a big fan. So I hope our our listeners check out. How do you say his name? Yoji Yamada, right? Yoji Yamada. Oh, excellent, excellent. And so, um, you know, I love Criterion Films, and I know you do too. I was wondering, is there a Criterion movie that inspired you to become um, a producer? Gosh, there's uh, there's a lot of Criterion titles out there, uh, over 2,400 of them. But there's this one title in 1985 uh, that I believe should be a Criterion film, uh, the title is Runaway Train with John Voight. And uh, it, it's just a great screenplay. The screenplay was originally written by uh, Japanese director Akira Kurosawa. Oh, uh, amazing. He's amazing. Yes, yes. Yes. In 1966, he announced that he would make Runaway Train for Embassy Pictures with a budget of $5.6 million. But uh, because of the investors, uh, he kind of went on to do Tora, 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 uh, and it never happened. Well, in 1984, uh, uh, actually in 1982, Nippon Herald owned the rights to it. And they said, well, the, the option's going to run out. We need somebody. And they approached uh, Francis Ford Coppola and his producer, Tom Luddy. Uh, to suggest a film director, and this film director they suggested was Andrei Konchalovsky, and so they went on to make the 1985 indie actioner with John Voight and Eric Roberts. Oh, amazing! Oh, I wish wish um, Akira could have directed it, but you so you love the Runaway Train action, yes. a good action. Was it a mystery on that one, or just an action thriller? Well, it's a crime drama where two escapees have uh, broken out of the uh, Alaska jail. It's sort of a remote prison in Alaska. 
And um, there's there's themes uh, that we don't have. Uh, well, we, we do have it. We just don't emphasize it in Hollywood uh, of um, uh, humanism and existentialism. Uh, it's sort of like uh, you lift this drama into a high art, sort of like Victorian drama, Shakespearean drama, because uh, uh, Kira Kurosawa does a lot of Shakespeare, like, for example, Ron. Uh, and you know, he was using humanism and existentialism. I, I guess use the words uh, slice of life. And so you have this uh, fellow, he, he's not a nice guy, but, you know, he's trying to gain his freedom. And so you kind of see more into a, a three-dimensional character. And, uh, oh, uh, this was also the acting debut of Danny Trejo and Tommy Tiny Lister. Tiny Lister uh, passed away recently due to the COVID, so I'm wishing solemn condolences to his family. Uh, yeah, the COVID is just taking so many lives and so many people are sick. So praying for all everyone out there. Do be careful, everyone. It is contagious, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, um, and and but on, you know, um, I I was just wondering, like, um, have you done any directing yet? And could you tell us some of your favorite directors with their film shots? I've uh, directed a feature film that went to the Amsterdam uh, Film Festival. It took Best uh, Thriller back in 2015. This was for uh, Killers at Play. Uh, again, it's like a psychological crime drama. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. So, wow. Thank you. Thank Kill you. Killers yes. at Play won at the um, Amsterdam Festival. That's amazing. Congratulations. I love it. Thank you. And uh, my favorite director, mm, uh, I, I I have to say uh, Jean-Pierre Jeannot, uh, director of Amelie. I love that film. Love it. <clears throat> but for the film that I really appreciate, uh, admire is his delicatessen in, back in 1991 and gosh that is uh, that's just a visual uh, circus of a of, of a movie it's just it, it, it tells stories like a fairy tale and uh, I enjoy that a lot uh, favorite scene was this comical sex scene where uh, you have this whole apartment complex full of characters running around and they yeah. <laughs> and then the bed, the bouncing bed mattress was making this music and, and everyone's to that rhythm and uh, it's just uh, very, very funny. You've got to see this movie, uh, Delicatessen, if you can find it. Oh, lovely. Yes, that's a great one. And I heard that your, um, you, uh, your favorite line from a movie, can you tell us? Oh, oh gosh. Uh, in, uh, this favorite line, uh, it's sort of like a, an evolving meme before we got the interweb. It, it, you know, it starts out as a quote and then it becomes a misquote <laughs> every time. Uh, and uh, this uh, quote comes from Brazil, the Terry Gilliam movie, Brazil, uh, where you have Bill from the Department of Works. He comes in and, and into uh, uh, Mr. Tuttle's uh, apartment. He says, mistakes? We don't make mistakes. <laughs> and that, that's sort of like a uh, reference to back in 1948, 
Uh, there's this uh, film, The Treasure of Sierra Madre, uh, where you have a Mexican bandit says, badges? We don't need no stinking badges. <laughs> right? I love it. That's a great one. And, <laughs> and then it happens again on uh, Mel Brooks' uh, Blazing Saddles, 1974. Badges? We don't need no stinking badges. <laughs> <laughs> no stinking badges. <laughs> I yes. love it, yes. So, so that was mistakes. We don't make mistakes. Um, so Terry Gillen's Brazil, also another fabulous film, yes. So, um, yeah, and also, you know, um, have you done any acting at all? Were you ever an actor? I, I have some acting experience. Uh, it, it's, you know, like where I got started out was, you know, basically behind the camera. I was kind of shy. I, I really thought, well, you know, I don't want to be in the limelight because there's others who want to, who are more qualified or I feel that, well, I, I couldn't be in front of the camera. But eventually I ended up being on the other side. I said, what's the harm? You know, it's going to happen eventually. I'm going to end up on the other side of the camera. So uh, I've done some, uh, you know, just it's not a lot of major roles. Just, you know, been on different sets, uh, $100 million sets, et cetera. Uh, nice. safe, safe, do no harm television show, you know, um, pilots, etc. Even indie films, I'd be on indie films yeah. as a doctor. <laughs> oh, nice. And so yeah. you actually went to film school, right, um, at Brooklyn College. That's correct. Uh, I went to Brooklyn College uh, four years. I uh, uh, got a summa cum laude and the uh, I was uh, awarded for scholastic excellence, uh, the uh, Edward R. Morrow Award. Um, and uh, from there, I really got my start like uh, working on the Avid Media Composer back in 91. I'm, now I'm dating myself. Uh, back in 91, <laughs> they came out with this uh, computer that, that edited uh, VHS quality uh, video, and then you can go online and, and cut the broadcast tapes uh, according to your edit decision list. And so, yeah, the, the uh, computer geeks had at us uh, you know, beginning students, and uh, I learned Avid Media Composer just when it first came out of the uh, assembly line from some garage. So <laughs> it's just just great. It's a nice long run. And then uh, I worked on uh, you know uh, TV shows in New York uh, in the '90s. I was one of the camera operators for. Um, uh, the New York Stock Exchange chairman, uh, Richard Grosso. Uh, I don't know if you know him, but, uh, you know, he had, uh, lectures at, um, uh, the, at Ivy League schools, uh, like Princeton, you know, he'd lecture there and I'd be there with a the camera. Uh, and then around 1995, he came to Las Vegas and I was doing, I was climbing billboards, you know, designing billboards for the casinos, etc. Okay. And, you know, a lot of, yeah, a lot of photoshopping for their ad outdoor advertising. And then I got into YouTube and documentary work. And then uh, Killers at Play came along uh, back in 2015, won it. Uh, it was like 30 days of shoot, six months uh, to edit. And then Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah, it, it had its run on Amazon for a while. It's, it's uh, currently looking around for distribution. Oh, nice. And yeah. so but let's. Um, I want everyone to know that your uh, killers at play 
won the Van Gogh Award for Best Thriller in Amsterdam. So congratulations for that because, you know, writing is such, um, it takes a long time to write something great and something that like the audiences like. So congratulations. Um, my ultimate respect to writers, just they are the core of every film and TV show out there. Without writers, where would we be? <laughs> Yeah, and so um, so what was there any difficult or challenging times when you you went on the path to become a producer filmmaker? Well, um, you know, as a you've got to start out from the beginning. You know, everyone tells you you got to start somewhere. You know, so you can't just be like a, a producer overnight. You snap your fingers and then boom, you're a producer. You know, you've got to prove yourself, get in the trenches. Uh, show your worth. Uh, so I guess the you know most difficult challenge has been trying to move up. Uh, you know, like I did cam work, I did editing, I did uh, you know assistant producer. You know, uh, you know drive the guests around to set, back from set, uh, get them bagels, what have you. You know, it, it, I started from the beginning. Uh, but I guess the most difficult challenge was that uh, try, try to get people interested in your stories. Maybe I was just too naive in the beginning. I was too sensitive. Maybe I wanted things to move faster, but I found that uh, things started happening if I didn't care too much, you know, like getting so, you know, wound up. No, you just got to relax and let go, you know, let it happen. Uh, so much of my, uh, uh, artistic endeavors as a creative tends to be less Hollywood formula, uh, less commercial driven, but more indie film, you know, approach, you know, like if there's a story, it's unique. I like it. Let's develop it. You know, I'll go with that, you know, uh, versus, oh, it's got to be like the way uh, so-and-so likes it, or it's got to be a formula that J.J. Abrams uses all the time, you know, like maybe there's too many of that competing and I'm, I, I need to work on my strengths versus, uh, you know, strong arm the competition who is probably way better or, or you know, have a shoe in over me. So uh, it, it's more your effort rather than luck, you know, just keep at it and you, you'll be good at it. Yeah. And so you had some spectacular, you had a spectacular year in 2020. I, I'm just going to tell our audience while most of us were, you know, sipping on drinks and binge watching on Amazon or Hulu. Um, Larry in 20, September 2020 had a win for the Outstanding Achievement Award at the Williamsburg International Film Festival for Elevenheim. And um, also Vampire Screenplay made the official selection in November, December in all my shades of blue screenplay made the official selection in September. So you did a basically a trifecta win here with your screenplay. So congratulations. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's spectacular. And you know, you weren't sitting around, you, you know, I'm sure everyone was drinking something, hot cocoa or a hot toddy and binge watching. But also it's a good time to create because let's face it, we're sitting around at home and we have lots to talk about because we haven't been able to talk to very many friends except for on Zoom or listening to podcasts, talk shows. So really spectacular job. Can you talk about um, your, okay, so Elvenheim is a dark sci-fi fantasy, right? Uh, Elvenheim is, uh, I can give you the log line. Okay, okay. sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. It, um, 
two sorceresses, one one from the Ogre Nation and one from the Elven Nation, vie for the prophesied one, who turns about uh, to, who turns out to be this uh, regular girl from high school in the world in this planet called Earth. And so the the ogre and the elven sorceresses uh, contest for the prophecy one, and uh, and so it, it's it's a love story, uh, you know. And then with the win in September 2020, I decided, you know what, it's time to write part two. And so I wrote part two in October and entered the 130 pages in November. I won best screenplay in uh, the Los Angeles Motion Picture Film Festival. Congratulations! Yeah, and those are screenplays. Yeah, because I'm a big yes. uh, fantasy science fiction person. Uh, I don't know if you know, I have a wizard series myself. So wow. um, yeah, yeah. So I'm a wizard girl too. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. um, yeah, so I love that, and I I. I hope all the best for you that uh, our producer or network hears, hears you and says, hey, Marilyn, who was that? I really want to give them a deal. So I'm hoping that someone calls us. And then so um, while you're writing your screenplays, I hear you like a great drink. Can you tell us about your um, your favorite drink called the pineapple tapachi? Since we can't go to bars or restaurants in Los Angeles. You're in Los Angeles, right? Uh, I'm currently in Las Vegas right now, uh, sheltering for the COVID. Okay. Uh, but I... Yes, uh, I'm in Las Vegas. And the, the thing with the pineapple tapachi is that uh, it's easy to make. You, you, can, you don't need a distiller or you know, run, make your own moonshine. No, it's, we're not making moonshine. <laughs> but, uh, I think a lot of people have been drinking moonshine or probably making moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> right. So basically, you take any fresh pineapple, you know, it's already ripe. And then uh, instead of throwing away uh, the peels, you know, everyone chops it all up and then toss the peels in the trash. No, you can use it. it, it it's actually uh, edible. You know, you can take the peels and then you set them aside. You take uh, like uh, two quarts of water, fresh water, and then pour in uh, two tablespoons of honey and then put the peels in and you add um, like star anise, uh, cloves. I didn't have cloves at this time. So instead I did uh, cinnamon and um, uh, nutmeg. So I put that all in and then, you know, dropped in the peels. And after 72 hours, you just let it sit in room temperature. You have the lid on it, of course. Uh, and um, after 72 hours, the, whole thing ferments and you get some kind of like a kombucha tea. I, oh. I don't know if you know kombucha, yeah, but it's delicious. also, yeah, it's, it's a tea that just got fermented. That's all. So now you have a pineapple tea that got fermented in 72 hours. Tastes great. You know, you toss it in the fridge, you know, serve it cold and you know, you can make your own, uh, make your own pineapple tebachi at home. I love that. I'm going to make that. That sounds delicious. And so, what we, um, so um, are you, I know that you've been working a, a lot during 2020. Um, is, is there anything that you're going to be working on in 2021 that's new for you? Are you, you know, are you probably looking to turn one of your films into a movie? 
Okay. Um, what I did in 2020 was that uh, I took these screenplays and I developed them as transmedia. Uh, a lot of people don't uh, aren't familiar with that term transmedia. Well, basically, you take your story. It, it could become a novel. Uh, you know, it, uh, some some of these screenplays are twenty thousand words, thirty thousand words, but novels are you know five times bigger than that. You know, like instead of a hundred pages, you have three hundred pages. Uh, again, uh, uh, I was going through the approach with uh, uh, webtoons, uh, web comics. Uh, so you'll find it. Uh, you'll find these titles on webtoons or or tapas media. And uh, I, I do a lot of inking because, you know, climbing billboards, uh, uh, painting billboards, I, I do, I'll take the artwork and then I'll ink it out in full color, etc. And one title, uh, I'm hoping that I'm, I could do the anime. I don't know if people know what anime is, but basically it's cartoons for young adult. That's all. You know, cartoons for young adults. I love uh, anime. Uh, They're right really, there. like, really cool designs. Yes. So. So you're a multi, you're almost making mm. your like a uh, comic book, getting ready for animation project or film project. Yeah, it sounds beautiful. Right. Yeah, well, um, I'm so happy that you came on the show this year and we are so happy to have you. And just, um, you. yeah, if you can just tell our listeners where they can catch up with you and find out your updates. Uh, yes, you can. Uh, find out more about my transmedia titles by going to tapas.io and uh, webtoons.com. Both of them have uh, phone apps, and you can download uh, these uh, cartoons or, or, or uh, web, web comics from, from the website. So uh, you can go to Facebook, like and share Vampire Games, Elbenheim. And the sci-fi love story, All My Shades of Blue. See you in Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And also your Instagram is Larry.degala, D-E-G-A-L-A. And I don't know if any people know mine, but mine is um, at Maryland Artist. And Maryland is M-A-R-Y-L-I-N Artist. But yeah, so you have uh, amazing, uh, your vampire games. I'm excited about that. They can check that out on Amazon, um, right? Amazon Prime? Uh, uh no, it's not a anime yet, uh, but I'm working on it. Uh, uh, it but it's just a webcomic for now. Oh, okay. It's a webcomic. Great. Yes. Well, it sounds like it should be a movie. I'm going to have to work on that and <laughs> pitch it to some to an executive. <laughs> well, Larry, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show today. And um, just thank you for being our guest. You are super fabulous and your screenplays are amazing. Thank you, Marilyn. Uh, be safe, be well, and have a great 2021. Yes, and thank you, Filmatics, for listening. And until next week, have a happy and healthy New Year. Stay safe. Thank you for listening, everyone.